Today's episode of the Eurovision for Real podcast was previously recorded for video, so you can watch at youtube.com backslash Alicia Michelle or sit back and listen to the show. Oh my goodness. Okay. We are here. We are here. Welcome. It is uh, a wonderful Friday morning for me here in the States, and this is my first live stream of Eurovision 2023 season, even though it is still 2022. I'm not crazy. I know that it is uh, 2022, but I mean of the Eurovision 2023 season. So my mind is already there. You know what I'm saying? Like my mind is already where it needs to be. Yeah. So I want to kick this off because I don't want to act like, um, I, I don't, I don't want to act like, uh, this, this thing hasn't happened and everything and just give you my sort of quick thoughts on this. Uh, I was surprised how like emotional I felt. <laughs> I am American. The news came in. I was on a zoom call for work. And I'm like, the people on the Zoom call must have thought I was crazy because I literally, I got a Gchat message from one of my coworkers. And, and I, I, I like, I audibly gasped and like grabbed my chest. And then as I was thinking about it, I found myself getting emotional. And I just was like, why am I, why, why do I feel emotion over this? I'm, I'm not English. I wouldn't necessarily say that I am like, a monarchy fan, like, you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to say that I don't like it, but I also am kind of like more indifferent than anything. And, and I called up my mom to kind of talk about it. And although I think Queen Elizabeth did things that I wouldn't say I ideologically am aligned with, I think I was able to come to a place and I've watched the crown, I've watched the movies and stuff where really, when you look at it at the core, this is a woman who, who lived a life and did things. No one thought that she could do. She did things. No one thought that she could do. And I think on a level, on a human level, I think that that's something really commendable and obviously something that I can connect with and relate to, even though we are very different people. I think on the other side, the fact that she was a queen and she, although this is a constitutional mark monarchy or whatever, you know, and, and it's more like figurehead than anything. Still, it's something that people like, she was still a world leader. And how many times do we really get to say she was a world leader, particularly at the time when she became this world leader? That's really powerful. That's really powerful. And I don't have to agree with someone on all of their politics to, to have a level of respect for what they did. So, so that's what I will say. Um, that, that is what I will say. I, I, I was surprised how emotional I felt looking at the imagery, hearing the people tell stories about her. Um, and yeah, I just, I, and, and I also think of how this could affect Eurovision. I don't think it's crazy to think about this and think the implications of how this could affect Eurovi Eurovision. Um, and, and, and I, it's not that I bring everything back to Eurovision, but I mean, really, it's going to be in the UK this year. We know that. It would be weird for there not to be some acknowledgement. There's going to be some acknowledgement of this, right? Like there is. Yes, it is Ukraine's contest. It is Ukraine's contest, although being hosted in the UK, it would feel weird not to acknowledge it in some way, shape or form. So today in the conversation, I am going to be uh, inviting folks to join it. I, I need to like get myself together because I do feel, I like feel emotional thinking about it. It, it, it it's, it's strange. You know, and another thing that I heard watching some of the tributes, 80% of the population in the UK was born in her reign. 80% of the population was born. So that constancy and the way that she looked, this is another thing I will also say about her, and I, I won't belabor this, we'll get talking to Eurovision. The way that she would talk about her role as queen with like a level of humility that you would not expect from someone rolling in dough like that, and the level of duty and obligation she felt 
to the country. People aren't like that nowadays. I, I don't think that we're breeding like a generation of people who feel loyalty and, and devotion and duty with, with what they have been sort of given. We don't have that. People are real quick to go like, oh, I'm not interested in, in, in this anymore. I'm going to move on. But the fact that she was able to approach the role and 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 have duty with that. Okay, so I, I just, I, I, I was surprised that I was so shocked. Um, and Lori, you're right here. Same here. I was so shocked too. It got to me. I, I was surprised that I had the reaction that I had. So I'm just going to leave, I'm, I'm going to leave it uh, at that. Um Okay. And Augusto says, we're nine months away. However, there will be some type of mention or involvement of her image. Of, of, of There has to be. There has to be. Master uh, says, I feel Glasgow is more likely to host now. That's exactly, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, now it feels like we got to be in Scotland. A little bit. Like it, it feels a little bit. But then I also thought conversely, I, I thought conversely, it might be like, because this is this was like really the queen's home. Maybe they're like y'all. Too many people up here. Could y'all go to Could y'all go to Manchester? We're just doing too much up here right now. So that thought crossed my mind too. That I was like, conversely, I, like my first initial thing was like, oh, we're gonna be in Glasgow. We're gonna be in We're gonna be in Glasgow. And then the other thing was, oh, well, maybe Scotland will say, we're just getting too much tourism. We're getting too many people coming here, you know, just just to be here and whatnot. So actually, could we could we choose another location? We'll get into that. We're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, host city. We're going to talk about, uh, I have ideas for possible interval acts. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about like hosts, but also I want to get y'all up here on the stage. I want to get y'all up here on the screen. If you want to join the stream, all you have to do, last year we were doing it via Twitter. This year we're going to do it on Instagram. So all you need to do is message me on Instagram. Send me the topic you want to talk about uh, or a question that you might have. And then I will send you something so that you can come onto the screen, introduce yourself to the people, and then join the conversation. Answer, ask your question bring up your topic. But uh, okay, let's let's get into this. Uh, so Gospoden says, I initially thought that Manchester was, was an easy choice, but now I'm starting to believe Glasgow will be the host, but Liverpool would be nice too. Now, if any folks have listened to my podcast, it's on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I sort of went into detail about what I, you know, where I thought uh, we would be, I broke down, I talked about all the seven cities that have, have thrown their bid out there. I'm going to bring up my notes because I love writing things down, bring, bring, bring up the notes. And, um, okay. I will say watching the little promotional video of Birmingham, I was like, oh, I want to go. But then when I looked at the city stats where they said so much of their population was under the age of 25, I got nervous. I got a little bit nervous. <laughs> And I think I said that I needed a place with a median age of 45. I'm going to bump it up. I think I need a place of a, with a median age of 55. I need some grown people there. No, I'm teasing. Um, uh, I, I will also say, you know, Liverpool, it's the LVP. And what was it? Come and take a swim in the pool with me. Hey, it's the LVP. Yeah, I was feeling Liverpool's like... Set up, and I mean, come on, we can't deny the musical history of Liverpool either. I, I'm just saying that wouldn't have been bad. That wouldn't have been bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Birmingham might still be in the mix. I think Liverpool might still be in the mix. Glasgow is the clear front runner. We know that Glasgow is the clear front runner, and uh, and yeah. So let let's hop into these. Um, so. Reese or Rise Jones says Birmingham would not be a great choice. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, MT says Birmingham is my favorite because the venue is on the outskirts of the city next to the international airport. So the city won't overshadow the fact that it's Ukraine show. Okay. Okay. MT says Birmingham is the easiest to get to. That, that makes 
that makes that makes sense. Um, Master says Turin was announced the 8th of October last year. Just for our information, we are under one month away from the host announcement, potentially. I'm going to tell you, Master, I think we're going to get the host city announcement in September. I think it's coming. Uh, I wonder if the Queen's passing has changed some of the conversations. We can dig into that. I'll be hopping into Instagram if folks want to folks wanna join. Maybe y'all are camera shy. Don't be camera shy. Roll on up. Pull up to the bumper, baby. Um... Beluga says, I think people are really underestimating Liverpool's chances. They might be, because I'm telling you, that video was solid. It's the LVP. Come and take a ride. Uh, no, come and take a swim in the pool with me. Hey, I listened to that a week ago, basically. Like a week ago, and it's still stuck in my head. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pre. Pre. Uh, I need a proper village. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Actually, with Sheffield's like um, video that they provided, they said Sheffield is one of the greenest cities uh, in the UK. So we would definitely have a nice village there. But I don't think they have a shop. I don't. I don't think we have a shop. Uh, Sean Yates, I still think Manchester. Yeah, I think Manchester still has a shop. I do wonder about the Queen's passing changing things. Um, Recess, I don't find Birmingham to be a safe city compared to Glasgow or Liverpool. Huh. But you know, we like to live on the edge. We could have a little a little danger. You know, we like a little edge, you know, clutching our backs, clutching our backs. Uh where did we go? Um, hold on. Saul says, Do you think that there being an independence referendum in Scotland in October 23 will put the EBU off? No. I don't. It's probably a factor that I might be discounting more because I'm American, so I'm not there. I'm not on the ground. I don't know what the vibe is. But I don't think that that would um, sway the EBU. Uh, Saul says the BBC won't announce anything for a while. All BBC shows are the queen right now. Yes, but you have to also think about the news cycle is real. It moves faster than we thought. Um, I do still think an announcement could come this month because I don't think an announcement about Eurovision hosting is completely divorced of the conversation of the queen. I mean, I kicked off this live stream and, and I felt like I got to tell y'all where I'm at with this. Like, I got to tell y'all where I'm at with, with this. Cause it, it, it affected me. It affected me, but it also affected me in thinking about Eurovision as well. So I don't think that thinking of it narrative wise and thinking of of how we talk about these things, uh, I think them saying, you know, making a city announcement actually doesn't necessarily have to get buried by the news. It could be very much so in alignment and conjunction, uh, because if we have one, if we have Glasgow in the mix and we're talking about Glasgow as a potential host, that fits in right with the narrative of, you know, the queen taking her last breaths, you know, this being a, a place that she felt like was home to her, you know, that is in conjunction. Say it is not there. Say we, we go to Birmingham, say we go to Manchester, say we go to Liverpool. It's like, you know, we were thinking of it being here, but given all of the gravity and the weight of this and how that's going to affect the tourism, um, in Scotland, we made another decision, but you know, we're going to make sure that we honor the queen uh, at this celebration. Will King Charles, oh, that feels so weird to say. Um, um, will, um, will, 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 will he make an address? I believe so. I believe there will be a message. Um, from from the king at Eurovision. There should be. There, I mean, even if it's just like at the first semi, it's the message, you know, hello, welcome, welcome to the UK, welcome. So I don't think that this is completely a separate piece of narrative. And, and I don't think that the BBC has to wait. Now, do I think it's going to come next week? No. But could it come this month? Absolutely. I think it's going to be before October 8th. I think it's going to be before October 8th. Uh, let me move on. We've got so many comments, so many comments. Uh, Bruno, we all know the UK are about to pull the greatest show ever. I think it's going to be an amazing show. 
I really, really, I really do think that this is going to be an amazing show. Just know, just know this girl, this American girl, and not even like, oh, I'm ex- I have high standards. I just think it is, my expectancy is that it's going to be good. Not even like just, oh, I've got these high standards. Like, I, we'll see if they can make it. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, uh, uh, Woo, Woof CIO says, holding a UK event in Scotland would be a symbol of unity in itself. I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. Um, okay. Um, oh, so here we go. Sean is giving me some kudos. Thank you, Sean. Sean says, by the way, your last podcast episode was awesome. I was shocked by your knowledge of the UK. I I, I don't have a lot of knowledge. I I will say that. I know what I know and I know what I don't know, but I try to speak on on what I know. So, so, you know. Um, Sam says, I got a theory that if Glasgow is to host like the ESC movie, would Iceland win? I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, Liam says, are you happy that the UK will use tap music again to select the song and artist? Of course. Don't fix what ain't uh, what ain't broken. And I'm glad that tap, I, I saw the announcement, tap seems to be enthusiastic about getting into this process. That, that is the beautiful thing, is they're recognizing what a platform this can be with artists. And again, there are more winners than just the winner of Eurovision, y'all. Chanel is a winner for Eurovision last year. Y- y'all realize that. Career set, touring, you know, money. Like, she's going to eat for the rest of her life, even if she does nothing else after this. But she will. Sam Ryder didn't win. Winner. Hello? Rosalind didn't win. Didn't even come top 10. Winner. You know, just to be there on the stage and a part of this can be a win. And I, I, I think that TAP understands that. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Beautiful thing to see. Um, Master, absolutely not. Master asks, could Prince William be the English host? He's very well-spoken. I see your smiley face. It's not happening, though. It's not happening, though. Uh, Eleanor. Oh, Ellie. Feel like I should mention that Glasgow is over a hundred miles away from Balmoral, and that Edinburgh is the focus of all the royal mourning stuff. I I I did I I actually did look up on the map yesterday, like through my phone. I probably should have pulled it up, like <laughs> like on you know on my laptop, but I pulled up through my phone. So I'm like looking at this teeny tiny map on my phone, and I'm like, okay, it's far. It is far, but I I wonder if Scotland could be so Glasgow could still be on on the table. I'm curious what those conversations are like. So at least we know Glasgow has a little bit of space. The tourists might be flocking to Edinburgh and, and you know, focusing their attention there. And so then leaving Glasgow maybe to still have a little bit of clearance and, and space for all of us who want to be traveling for Eurovision. That's, that's real. That's real. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's hop, let's hop back into these comments. So many, so many. Uh, Beluga, this is a great question. Do you think this will top Sweden's show in 2016? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's possible. I, I absolutely believe that this show could be better than 2016. And I'll tell you why I actually think it could be better too. I think another reason why this could be better is I think we're going to get better music than we had in 2016 because 2016 was a competitive year. Lots of, I, I think it was hard because someone looked back and said, I don't know why everyone thinks 2016 is such a great show. 2016, when we talk about it being a great show, we're talking holistic. We're not just talking about the music. I think that the music felt slightly more competitive because we did have a little bit of homogeny with 2016, but I also think there was a lot of good homogeny in there. So it was sort of like, who's going to edge out here? But what put it over the edge was the slick television production. The stage looked really great. I think having it in Globin that wasn't this massive arena actually worked to its advantage where more entries than not looked really good on the stage, even the ones where it was just one person there because the stage just wasn't massive. It really was a stage made for television, not so much even just the arena experience. And I say this as someone who saw 
the show, like in the arena. And there was this instant intimacy that you felt. And I felt, and I think it worked to the advantage of what we then saw. The thing is, the bar has been raised with the quality of songs that we're getting and the artists willing to throw their their hat in the ring, proverbial hat in the ring. And I think that, uh, yeah, I just, I think... I think that this I think that this could top Sweden's show because I think our music quality is going to be there. I think our diversity of language is going to be there. I think our diversity of musical genre is going to be there. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I, I I really I'm really thinking this is going to be dope. Uh, Sarah, my hope for this year as an Irish Eurovision gang is that the excitement over in the UK will rub off on us. RT need to get their act together. Thank you. You said you love my content. Thank you for coming. And it's interesting because on my on the second or the first official episode of my podcast, I name Ireland as one of the countries that I not only want to see, well, I really want Ireland to win again, mostly just to keep Sweden trying hard. <laughs> I, I just I just want it. And from one um, Irish commenter to one of my favorite Eurovision friends, and literally one of, like I just say, a friend in life, I'm bringing you up to the stage. Oh, wait, and let me just make sure I got the right. Here we go. It's me. Hey, what a nice little link. <laughs> I was like, yes, Sarah, we like that little bridging moment. How are you? I am good. I, I you know, I, I will say I, I decided to turn my sights to Eurovision. And I, and I don't think that this was early for me to be turning my sights. I recognize that actually last year, this is about the time I was like, okay, I need to do this. But there feels like there's something different. There's this weird electricity I'm feeling about Eurovision this year that even with us, like you and I were so hyped for Italy, like... We were talking regular. Uh, if y'all yeah. don't know, Mihal was my was my Italian roommate for Eurovision 2022. So we were hyped. We were coordinated. We were going to go. But there is, there's something else in the air this year. And I'm liking it. I, I'm, I'm liking the vibe I'm feeling about Eurovision this year. Yeah. And I think it's definitely led by how efficient the BBC and the EBU are being. You know, we're getting this build up this drama of the cities, the shortlisted cities. We're getting these little snippets online. We're seeing it featured on BBC News. You know, I was watching the news with my dad the other day and I uh, caught Newcastle's bid. You know, they're, they're, making it, they're making it known that it's being taken seriously. And it's really great to see. And it's nice after, you know, the COVID years, the pandemic years, it's nice to see, you know, the usual structure, the cycle back. Um, and it's nice to be talking about Eurovision in September again, because usually I'm like, uh, we'll, we'll not hear anything for a while. So I'm really enjoying it. And you're getting me hyped as well, because I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm going to go. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, like we could go to Scotland. And I'm like, OK, OK. <laughs> and I'm like, because I, I, I went to uni in Manchester. So I'm like telling, you know, Alicia, Manchester is the place. So um, I was listening earlier to the conversation about host cities. And those are my top two. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think the top two is Manchester or Glasgow. I yes. think I think Manchester is in play. There is narrative there. Uh, let, I want to hop into this one comment. So Liam says the UK hosting won't be a game changer hosting. UK needs to give it to another country that can do it justice. I, I don't know what this. I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from, Liam. No. I don't know where this is coming from. It just it feels. I. I because that's one of the reasons that is pushing you and I, isn't it? Because we know that it's, BB it's in the BBC's hands and we're going to get slick production. We're going to get something that really feels so like something celebratory. You know, we're going to get a big celebration next year. And um, back to the comment about Sweden 2016, I agree with you. I think we're going to get that sort of level of a stage of music. I, I felt like this year, it wasn't my favorite years, like sonically. Um, mm -hmm. I just think coming after a big winner like Moniskin, countries don't know what to send the year after so i think now it's a little bit of a reset so i think you know the song quality is going to be good and it's the bbc you guys come on it's going to be incredible yeah i i'm not there and augusto's here hey augusto what sarah said hey. ireland needs to get it together and pull off the eighth win we would love yes. to see it. We really, that's the thing i think people 
want Ireland to do well. There are some countries that people low-key is like, eh, them again, aka Sweden. But I don't think that there's that vibe for Ireland. No. It's like, we're rooting for you, sweetie. Literally that <laughs> meme. It's like, come on, get your act together. But I think seeing the UK, it's what happened when Italy won. Spain had Benidorm Fest. Look what happened. I, I hope that it happens now seeing the UK's success. The, the Ireland will be like, oh, they're just across the water. They're very similar to us. We can do that mm-hmm. as well. It just takes one year and a bit more effort, you know? I agree. I, I, I completely, I completely agree. I think the thing with Ireland though is I do think the team just was in a space of like, well, what do we do now? And I really didn't want the team to get discouraged after last year. Cause last year was, a, it was a strange year. It, it was, a str- I mean, and I mean this holistically, not just like a strange Eurovision year. It was a strange year just in the world. I think there was an energy of people wanting to come out of the pandemic, wanting to move past the panty, but then we couldn't. And then it's like, and then this war hits, you know, and Russia does the thing. And, and it was something so inevitable about it. Mm-hmm. But yet here we are still sort of shocked that it's going down. It was a strange year, I think. And I mean, even in the States, like, I'm not saying that America really affects, but I just think these world leaders just being crazy, crazy things happening. Uh, I mean, even what Augusta was talking about, like in the DR, like where we just had a politician just get like rolled up on and and murdered. Like it was a it was a wild like 2022. There's something in the air. And so I think it was a a strange year holistically. Um, Yeah. And I, I think. I think we thought that last year was going to be some level of turning a page and it, and it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But like you said, I hope countries like Ireland don't get discouraged because their efforts were there. Brooke, yeah. that's rich was a step up. It was the direction yes. we really wanted to go. Uh, we saw this, the selection in, in RT's uh, national final, you know, that was the best, you know, and I hope we just keep pushing through. Same with Albania, you know, they took a risk this year sonically. Um, and I hope that doesn't discourage them. Either. Right. So I hope we continue with that mentality going forward. Yeah, yeah. I so let's see. Um, Chris has a great question. Do you think we're going to see an influx of entries from artists trying to get a quick viral hit, as opposed to just authentically becoming a hit? For example, give that wolf a, a banana versus snap. I, hmm. I great question. Yeah. I think in the music industry in general. The music industry is telling their artists that we need a viral hit. <laughs> so if that shows up at Eurovision, is that so much a reflection of what has happened with some of the Eurovision hits? Or is that just a reflection of the larger music industry at, at, at play? I, I would say the latter. I think the music industry and executives are looking for something that has like a dance trend. But I mean, even if we look at the way... Um, uh, what was it, El Diablo, where they were doing all these dance videos. Were people going around doing the El Diablo challenge? I, I didn't really no. see it. No. Uh, same thing even with um, uh, Chanel. I mean, the song was great. It it was definitely a hit. I saw dance videos. I didn't see a whole bunch of people doing the dance break on TikTok. No. You, know, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah what you do can't you think force that. It has to be authentic. Like who would have thought Snap would be the viral hit, you know? You know, yeah. we're not taking anything or any credibility away from the song. We're just saying we wouldn't have predicted it. And you just, you can't force, it has to be, we say this all the time with Eurovision, it just has to be authentic. You know, yeah. authenticity really shines through. And um, so I think people will definitely try. I think the national finals will be swamped with, you know, trying to get their dance there, trying to get a little catchy hook. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same with every year. After think about things, we had a lot of dance routines after, you know, so um naturally we do follow trends um so yeah yeah um so let's see because we've got patrick love to see graham and petra host as they did for the 60th anniversary show alicia what did i text you today what did i literally text you well look let's talk about the hosting let's talk about um our presenters at play because i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna make i'm gonna make my position known okay Graham Norton has to be involved in some capacity on the stage. To me, you can put 
whomever else you want to put around him, but he has to be on the stage. Is Graham Norton. Yeah. Known worldwide. He's actually funny. He's a good, he would, he's a skilled host, skilled with live productions. The resume is long. The, the dues have been spent. The time has been put in for me. Graham has to be on the stage. Put whomever else you want around him. What are you thinking? Neil? Yeah, I'm thinking Graham has to be the soul. You know, he's the middle. Um, I'm thinking that we might have a Ukrainian. It would be really nice to have a Ukrainian TV personality there as well. Um, who will speak French. And then we will be joined by Alison Hammond. That's my dream. I like, wait, Alison Hammond, that's the girl. Wasn't she on ITV? She does a lot of the um, she does this press junket. But does she do the press junket stuff? Hold on. Let me just make sure. Hold on. Alison mm. Hammond, she, um, yes, yes, I like yes. her. I like her. So I would need to see her, Graham Norton, and a Ukrainian host. Okay. And that would be nice. So Goss Poden says, I think Rylan will be one of the hosts. He won't. His resume is not long enough. I'm saying it. His resume is not long enough. He can be in the booth to cover for Graham. He will be in the booth yeah. to maybe cover for Or he cover. has a great personality for the green room as well, if they want to do that for plus The resume is not. Yeah, but the resume no, is not long enough. I'd almost prefer Allison in the green room. Um, I'd almost we prefer We're going to get some chaotic energy if she's in that green room. And I'm here for I it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Allison. I, 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 would be, I would be into that. I think for Ukrainian hosts, this has been my thing. Because this is, this is my perfect hosting scenario. We have Graham as our UK representative. I'm talking about on the stage. Let's focus on the stage. Fine, we can have two two other hosts flanking him. So to me, give me an, a hilarious Ukraine, somebody in Ukraine who is funny. That is what I want. I want I want just straight up jokes, whatever. Someone with good energy and funny. And then I want Mila Kunis. Mila okay, I want okay. Mila Kunis. That's, that's what I want on the stage. And then you can figure out the green room, however y'all want to roll that through. Um, but, but in this scenario, we've got two Ukrainian folks on the stage to hold it down. We've got Graham Norton paid the dues, resume long, actually funny, internationally known, you know, to be our, our, our UK BBC rep. Uh, and like Mila Kunis, I think the thing I like about her is she is Ukrainian. She speaks it. Um, and and she gets to be sort of that international brand because there are Ukrainian people all across the world um, who have immigrated to other countries. So she can kind of represent and be that force. And also known worldwide, she's actually funny, brings in, you know, a level of uh, panache. I just feel like we need to ask her. To me, the invitation should have already been sent out last year. I think I tweeted it in the summer. So we should have already reached out to her reps to see, and I just want to know that she was asked for me. Yeah, and we said that about Graham as well. If we don't see Graham, we need a statement in black and white telling us that he was asked. He was unavailable. He, he no. just, yes, he, it, I, 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 I need, to, need say, to know. No, I need, if, if Graham is not on the stage, I need to know that the ask was made and he decided that he wanted to do something different. We can, we can, we can roll with whatever they, what they uh, show us, but. Shea, yeah. Shea says Mila is the right balance of funny and serious. That would be interesting. See, exactly. Exactly. She and she would know she would know her stuff. Olivia says, didn't even know Mila Kunis was Ukrainian. Yep. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jonathan, again, another Jonathan, Mila Kunis, exclamation point. Yes. Uh, and then someone does say, um, Liam says, I think Rylan is more qualified than Allison. I actually looked at I literally compared them because I know they're they're both um Big brother people, right? Yeah. Technically, Allison's been in the game longer than Rylan on the hosting tip, though. That's that's yeah. That's that's the thing. And I, I I mean, I love Rylan. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if it was him. To me, I'm to me, I told you my requirements. My requirements are Graham on the stage, Mila Kunis needs to be asked. I, I think if she was asked, I think she would accept though. I, I really do. I feel like if she was asked, she would accept if if it worked with her schedule. I feel like she would accept. And then I want to address this. Dr. Ross says, Sam Ryder for the green room. Y'all know I'm real consistent on this. Just because you like our performance is not, let the presenters present. And I just feel like if we were in any other country where maybe our, our pool 
of presenter talent was limited, but it's going to be in the BBC. We're, we're overflowing for days with, we are. with, with presenter talent that yeah. are good and solid. So I just think let, let the singers focus on singing. And Sam Ryder, we know, is going to perform at some point, like, and sing on the stage. Yeah. So let's just focus on that. Why don't we just let people do what they're good at? You know, so when we so when we talk about Eurovision, we say, let the singers sing. They don't need to be dancing. Let Sam be great at what he does. Let's yes. let a host host. And, and and I love Sam. The resume is not long at all. You know what I mean? I mean, Loki, he popped off on TikTok in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, like, no shade. Like, no shade. I want Sam to sing. I just want... I just, yeah. Um, Beluga, I'm thinking this is a joke because Beluga Yo. said Pierce Morgan, maybe. Absolutely not. Beluga's Absolutely a comedian. Not. Absolutely not. But I appreciate you with the jokes on this Friday. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, George, Georgie says, Ryland's resume isn't long enough. Seems like an odd reason to exclude him. exclude him. He's hosted more than you'd think and he's really well known in the UK. Georgie, I'm familiar with the resume. I'm just saying we've got We've got other people. And who is going to cover for Graham in the booth? Yeah. Who's going to cover for Graham in the booth? This is I, what I'm I'm saying, like, in comparison. And again, I also said, I wouldn't mind Rylan as a green room host at all, actually. Like, no. I, wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't hate that. But I'm talking about for the stage, though? On the stage? Are we saying that Rylan's resume is longer than Graham Norton's? Is this a fantastical, like, parallel universe that I tra- transported to? So yeah, I don't even think Rylan's expecting it. I don't think so either. I think if I think if anything, we have Rylan in the booth to cover because, for Graham. Yeah. And he would love that. Like he's a hardcore fan. He's gonna yeah. be like, yes, I'm getting to do the main grand final show. Yeah. And I just feel like he'll be we will see him. We'll see him somewhere. We so will. He'll be good. I was and, you know, you know where actually I was wanting Rylan to do? Because now they're doing the press conferences, more chat show style. They That's are. where I want Rylan. Because Loki, especially if you're doing the online press room, some of the some of these press conferences, now that they're doing the chat show style, they're not really that great. Like the people aren't really that great at fielding the questions. Um, Rylan, I would watch those press conferences. I would watch I would that show. Go. I would if I was there and I was covering on the ground. I would want to. I would want to watch and know what Rylan's going to ask because he is in the bubble. Like Rylan to me in that role, and then it's the and they use those same people that do the press room, uh, press conferences to do the carpet. That is where Rylan should be. That is Rylan's capacity, and then let him sit in the booth. You know, give him the option of doing the booth for the grand final. For the and he's a happy chap. He's sort of. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think, I, yeah. And also, um, I just don't feel like this is the last time we're going to see the UK hosting in the next decade. I just have to put it out there. You know, there will be chances. I think this is, we are on the upward, especially with them not confirming junior. I'm like, we are taking it yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yes. Um, I will say, Olivia said, I could see AJ Odudu in the green room. Yes, but yes. It, I, I liked her. I liked her. But again, I think I think Allison Hammond is in front of the line. And my only critique, my only hesitancy with Allison was, we have to remember some of these people sign non-competes. So if they're right. on they're on the ITV budget, they will not be allowed. To, or they'll have to go to contract and negotiate to be able to do this. Um, now, I don't know if ITV would play hard and fast with their folks because Loki would be exposure for them. So if I were an employer, I would be I would be open uh, to negotiating that because it's just more leverage. But um, but again, we're not we're not saying that Ryland doesn't have a resume at all. That's not what we're saying. I'm just saying, if we think about this logically, if you're an employer and you're thinking about the people who've been putting in the work, it ain't gonna be great. It ain't gonna be Rylan over Graham on the stage. Mm-hmm. On the stage, that's not gonna happen. And oh, and someone brought up um, there is this one woman. Is this the Lorraine? No, 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 not Lorraine. There is one woman that I saw. Holly. Ha- I Holly think Willoughby. Ha- I was yes. just thinking her. Yes. She has recently. She's still on the ITV daytime show, but she's jumped over to the BBC in the past year to do some of their shows. I can see them wanting her. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's your TV primetime. What what do you imagine it to be? Okay. And then someone says Graham Norton might decline. Uh, Well, so Shay says Graham Norton might decline because he can't make fun of songs. This is the thing. 
I would not be surprised if Graham was asked and then Graham said, actually, no, I'm cool being in the booth. Again, I need the press release. <laughs> I want to hear that. <laughs> saying that he's out of respect, you know. No. Uh, um, yeah, and so Sam Ross, Rylan did a really solid boot, a job in the booth this year, and Rylan in particular has genuine love. Yes, yes, we know. But again, I want Rylan to do the press conference. People would actually watch them if Rylan was doing it, he would ask the right question. Because some of the, with love, the last couple of years when they've been doing this sort of chat show press conference style, even some of them hosts ask like not great questions. Like, (laughs) and Rylan would not, Rylan would ask good questions. Rylan would ask questions that I would want to tune in for, especially if I was, especially if all I could do was cover remotely, I would watch all of those, I wouldn't want to miss one. No. I wouldn't want to miss one. I would watch. Yeah, and I would character watch as well. Yeah, like, I would watch that back. personality. Yeah. yeah, it would be good. And then to have him on the carpet, you know, to inter- I would, I, I would love that. I think that that would actually be, which will be really, which will be really so great. Tell me again why you're not on that team. Why are you not there? <laughs> why run me my check. Come on. Run Come me on. my check. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so um, so let, let's pivot, because we talked about presenters. Let's pivot. And Michal, you can tell me what you think. I've got, I've got like maybe five ideas for possible interval acts. Okay. I've got five. One I think I've already told you about, and I think I've already told folks about it. So I'm going to bring that one back up. I, I want a Dancing with the Stars and have all the Ukrainian pros lead it. So in America, we have Maxim Shimark Coffee. That's not, that's not, that's not his last name. Bless me, y'all. But Maxim and his brother, they're Ukrainian. And Maxim used to date Karina Smirnoff. She's Ukrainian too. They were on our version. They were on Dancing with the Stars in the States, but they're the three of them are Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I am sure because there is, a, I mean, dance in, in Ukraine is very big as well. Right. Um, so I believe that we should have some, and, and I know Strictly, because obviously our Dancing with the Stars is based off of Strictly. So that's, to me, just a no-brainer, like, yeah. interval act that is both UK and Ukrainian, could showcase some Ukrainian talent, but then is also this thing that is big. So to me... I feel like we need a a ballroom strictly interval act, possibly in one of the semis. I'm not saying this maybe for the grand final, but in one mm. of the semis and have it led and possibly choreographed because all of them choreographed, like Karina, Maxim, like and his brother. Sorry, I'm I'm blanking on his brother's name. Um, and have them choreograph it. And I'm sure there are other Ukrainian dance pros, so we can bring them in too. I think that that would be great. Yeah. I'm here for that. Um, maybe they could be dancing to Ukrainian Eurovision songs in different styles. I'm here for that. I loved when Ukraine did that in 2017, when they did Ukrainian versions of previous Eurovision winners. I love that. You know, when yeah, they yeah, just yeah. put their own sound yeah. on it. Uh, Ukraine does that so well anyway, so I'd be here for that. Yeah, so, that's, so that is my first. Okay, uh-huh. that one for a semi. Then I'm calling them... With Ukraine, I think at Eurovision, they've given us so many amazing divas. Annie Lord. Yeah. You know, like, and that we haven't seen. And we haven't seen, oh my gosh. I always forget this a poor girl's name. And she, her, oh my gosh. And I can see Zlata. 2013. Zlata, mm. yes. I want, I want, I want Zlata back because they have like these power. So I would be down for like kind of a Ukrainian diva duel of song i want i want it to be them singing snippets of songs and then i want them to do something like to make it a little bit fun do like some duel off like some of them like i'm gonna dance off i'm you know and i and multiple ages i want a ukrainian diva duel like sort of that idea stage of song and dance 
We need Tina Carl back from 2006 as well. Oh, that yes, yeah. I kind of just want to see them all back. I'd love to, you know, when they bring them all back, just a little, yes. a little couple of seconds of each one, like kind of where are they now sort yes. of moments. I'd like that. I, I, I just, I want um, just whoever we can get from Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine has amazing female vocalists. I want, I want a diva. I want a diva duo. That's, I'm, I'm yeah. going to do that. So something like that. Then I was thinking, so off of that Ukrainian divas, then I was like, maybe some like dynamic duets. If we have our divas show up in a semi, mm-hmm. then maybe bring them back and we do dynamic duets with our UK legacy acts. And and the one UK legacy act that has to come back because they are burning up the charts right now and already doing duets with some young talent, it's Elton. Give me Elton. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. And then the Britney track, you like he's just making his new song. So Elton is relevant. Elton is, you know, to me, UK music statesman. I think Elton would do it. I think he would. I think he would. I think he would. Definitely, I think he would. I mean, I, I just I I would I would be down dynamic duets. And then we see Wisteria comments, Kalush and Sam. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So yep. then we, but that in the final, you know what I'm saying? Like we have our dynamic duet, like, so we have our Ukrainian divas in the semi, and then we bring some of them back to do like our dynamic duet in a role. Now I got another, I got another thing. I got another, I got another thing. I'm going to bust out. Cause some people are going to think that this is controversial. I think, um, uh, oh, and Deep says, oh, Elton is actually a great idea because Elton is relevant right now. Elton is making music right now and is burning up the charts with his with his past songs. I'm wondering who he's going to have do because my favorite, um, the Elton, the Elton one was. Um, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Oh, better than. Yes. Get some writer on that to yeah. tear up the yeah, Get yeah, yeah. Come on. Can we get, yeah. And also, it wouldn't really be out of place because previous contests, you know, we've had uh, Madonna come on, we've had Justin Timberlake. So it would feel, you know, if you want to keep on that tradition, you're bringing Elton on and he's still relevant, but he's quintessentially British as well, you know, so. Yes, yes. And we can bring, we can bring a tie in. But here's, here's the, here's the, here's the controversial interval that I'm going to throw out I feel like I know what you're going to say. Well, wait, say it. Because now, does it involve bagpipes? Well, here's the thing. If we're in Glasgow. Right, right. I, so one of my favorite Eurovision openings, everybody knows this, I, I've gone on record, was when Finland hosted and we saw the monsters emerge from the ice into Hard Rock Halloween. It just felt like this is the opening to a show. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going. And I know I need a pairing of, if we're in Glasgow, I need I need the bagpipes and I need the Ukraine. I, I don't know the name of that instrument, but it's that Ukrainian. Oh my goodness. I'm going to look it up. I, one, I want, it's not a flute, but the, I, I need the, oh, you're on mute, Miho. Oh, because I think you took your AirPods out. But yeah, I need I need the I need the Ukrainian flute bagpipe duet of starting just to establish early on that we are pairing this baby up. Yes, like a, a nice musical fusion. So Pilka, is that what it is? Let me just look it up. Pilka. Because I want to I want to I want to be correct. Yes. So Pilka. Yes. Yes, that is what I, so yeah, okay. It's probably not how it's pronounced, y'all. Give me some grace. But the Sopilka, I want the flute. We kick off with that. Just that lone, you know, and maybe like a melodic. (laughs) We need that motif from Stephanie in there. A little bit. And then I, but I want, I want a little bit. I, I want a little bit of go away. I want a little bit. As my transition, and then just into 
Then I'm like, that, that, that's my bagpipes. On the bagpipes. <laughs> the, and, and then the, so this idea, so I are you like following me? This idea of this dynamic duet sort of coming throughout, being very intentional about the fact that it's like, this is Ukrainian contest. Thank you. Yeah. Ukrainian contest. Yeah. 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 But, but we're hosting. So we're going to pair this and blend. Um, look, it, it's, I, 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 I feel Georgie. Yes. Yes. And then, and then I want, I want some white noise in there a little bit and we can bring, we can bring cat back. Cat oh, yeah. would be available. Cat would be available. I, I just, I think that, but no, but, but now I'm talking about the grand final. I'm talking about the grand final. And I have, I've got one, I, I want to, I've got one, uh, one potential thing that I just feel like we got to consider it. It has to be on the table. We have to make, we have to make the ask. Come on. We, and, and I, and I, I hesitate to say this because in the past, I've not always been a complete fan of this, but we we have to at least ask Harry. We gotta ask Harry Styles if okay. he would do, if he would do a little a little you know maybe two minutes at the grand final at the grand final. Um, I'll tell you I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I feel like I feel like gateway. We have to think about our gateway artists now. Legacy acts can be gateway. Legacy acts can definitely be gateway, but there is no gateway like a former boy bander from a group that young people were still, because I was not in a, what was the group even called? I was about to say O-Town. What was it again? One Direction. One Direction. There you go. Um, <laughs> what were you about to say? O-Town. O-Town. Because I knew it was an O. I knew, I knew it started with an O. Okay. One Direction. <laughs> what a tune. Liquid Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> people want to play with me people want to play with me like like i'm really like out here i'm not um so shay shay says i'm staying quiet on harry because because i know what he's saying like i know too this is the thing oh and actually emmanuel says harry styles is too busy talking about movies um the reviews are in <laughs> The reviews are in. I don't think he's going to be booking a lot of other films after this one. The reviews are in. I'm going to just leave it at that. I ain't seen the movie, so I'm not speaking on it, but I'm just saying the reviews are in, so I don't know if he's going to get called up a lot for it. Um, but I I think um, I think we got to ask Harry. I think we got to ask him. I think we got to ask him. And I'm not talking a whole thing, because I don't like that, but to, to give us like a little two minutes of a song, to have Harry in the building... When you think about these Eurovision artists, this is their art for a lot of people from small music markets. I remember when Justin Timberlake was was announced for 2016. I didn't care. Right. I didn't care. I, I mean, I'm American. I was like, Ugh, for what? But those artists were just like, this is dope. Like, they we have an opportunity to rub shoulders with him backstage, and it's dope. It's dope to get Harry Styles. Someone said. Someone said. Um, because I'll put this one up. Get Dua Lipa. I saw Dua Lipa open for um, Bruno Mars before she hit it big. I wasn't really a huge fan and she hasn't won me over. But but that's just, this is just me. This doesn't mean anything. Um, I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not saying she doesn't have hits. Let's, let's be very clear about that. Fine, Dua. Dua Lipa, I actually feel like would say yes. Like Harry Styles, I could see him being like, nah. Hmm. Dua Lipa, I could see... Do I could I could see saying yes? Yeah, she performed at San Remo. Like Dua Lipa performed at San Re San Remo, so I, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, um, someone says give us a little mix, and I know Mihal, you love them. I, I would say I'd I'd rather not. Show sure, little mix or on a hiatus. Little yeah. mix or little mix are no longer. As uh, I can't believe was I that, that was that one girl that had the song and got dropped from her lips. She was in Little Mix, right? I'm not Jessie. getting the mix mix up. Yeah. I'd rather not. No. No. If they did, it would be as trio mix, not with Messi Nelson. No. But, but Beluga agrees with you deep. Y'all can y'all can be y'all can be on that. No. I don't I don't want I don't want the mix. <laughs> I don't want the mix. Um 
Emmanuel says everyone in Europe loves Dua Lipa. Look, I, I, I'm just talking about my thing. I, Michal, did I tell you this story? My mom and I were at the Bruno Mars concert. I got mm -hmm. my mom uh, Bruno Mars tickets for Mother's Day, I think. I right. think it was Mother's Day. And so we're at the show. We get there early. And Dua Lipa's on stage by herself, which is a very big thing. They didn't have her. They didn't give her no dancers, nothing. And I will just say there was just this moment. Like, I remember the whole time I was like, why didn't they just get a DJ? We could have just had a DJ. It would have been better um, to like hype up the crowd. But there was a moment. Now, this is old. So this is her, you know, young novice career. So I, I'm not judging her for this, but it's just funny for me. Because every time I see her now, I'm just like my mom and I sat in the, in the stadium. And there was a moment. I don't even remember what song it was. And she she started, she she was like, okay, okay, y'all. She was like, isn't that what y'all say, y'all? And then started to dance. And I kid you not, my mom and I, we exchanged no words. We looked at each other, busted out laughing. And then my mom goes, poor baby, offbeat to her own track. <laughs> I was just, the whole time I was like, and what did your mom say? <laughs> And what did your mom say? If you guys don't know Alicia's mom, go back and watch any any live stream she's been on. I'm like, so what did your mom think, Alicia? Like, oh my lord, child, it was it was it was it was good. Um, Wisteria said, I'm shocked no one said Adele yet because Adele is booked and busy. It won't happen. I'm trying to be realistic here. Right. I'm trying to be real. Harry Styles, I feel like, is slightly realistic in a way. Yeah. I feel like it's slightly it's tangible. Perfect. I mean, because he got his start like on one of the talent shows on TV and stuff like there seems to be a bridge there. Pre said, give me Bonnie Tyler. I said I want my legacy act dynamic du um, duets. Bonnie is included. And and, and y'all already know my late grandmother. I named my daughter after her, Josephine. My grandmother, Josephine actually let me give her her maiden name my grandmother josephine pocahontas luck told me we went to best buy she picked up an engelberg humperdinck cd and said that man's voice is just so sexy just listen to it alicia you don't think so i'm gonna just leave it right there uh lou says cliff richards as a legacy yeah, absolutely Absolutely. Get Cliff there. And Loki, just for me, can we ask Sarah Brightman? <laughs> Y'all, I mean, Sarah doesn't live in the UK, though. She actually, apparently she lives in LA. Oh. She used to be between, like, LA and um, Germany because she was dating, like, this German producer who has tried to get some songs at Eurovision, actually. Uh, Frank Peterson. But, um, but I will tell you this. Sarah would be great to do some type of, like you could bring her in for a semi, maybe opening, do something operatic. Mm -hmm. If they want to do like a little West End moment, Sarah obviously would do so. Oh crap, and we're going to have to call Andrew. We're going to have to call oh, Andrew. Oh yeah. Andrew's going to have to do something. The BBC have a tough job. It they is hard. That's what I'm saying. There's so many options and Especially directions. when you're trying to consider that you know the show is a ukrainian contest you know yeah uh, yeah so yeah that's why we do need the uk to host yeah. a game because there's going to be a lot of wasted um hold on we got well hold on we got so gospel and says we had a vici can we have calvin harris for official eurovision 2023 theme song but if that happens it better be andrew because remember it was the avici um collabo with abba if we're gonna do it, Andrew Andrew's gonna be in it. Andrew's gonna be, Andrew's gonna be in the mix. He's Calvin Harris is Scottish too as well, so that could yeah. be nice. Calvin. But this is what I really want. I really want Calvin to produce. What's that? Is it Becky? Is it Becky Hill? Oh yeah, we need Becky. I Hill. want I want a Calvin Hill um, produced track with Becky Hill representing the UK at Eurovision this year. Yeah, yeah, we need. We said that. <laughs> <laughs> we, guys we were on the phone a couple of weeks ago and we we're just like yeah like what about this becky hill and we we're like thinking the exact same thing yeah oh and someone chris chris says oh you know they're gonna do a weston medley as an interval it, there's gonna have to be there's gonna have because this is the th this is the thing we could get some ukrainian singers doing some of some of the songs but it would be great to have a moment 
where the only thing is if we have, because if we have a chance for Cliff and Sarah, I mean, we should have Cliff and Sarah, but this is my vision. We have a Ukrainian male singer sing with Sarah Brightman, you know, music of the night. Yeah. Right. But then I'm thinking with Olivia Newton-John recently passing as well. I wonder will we have something like that? Um, This is not the Oscars. They're not going to do an in memoriam section. (laughs) But you know, like in some way, because she was a UK representative. I don't know the possibilities. Well, but with that, there will be some, I think, medley of winners. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping with my theme. I'm keeping with my theme. Right. Dynamic duets. Dynamic duets. This is this is a partnered hosting situation. Dynamic duets. It is. is. I really want to see Ukrainian talent up there. If we can get past participants up. I'd be here for it. Um, I'm gonna say so. Oh wait, wow, wait. So someone said, "Wouldn't be shocked if there's a tribute to Olivia Newton-John in the final." I don't think so. I, I don't Ooh, think so. Final, Unless, if- only because oh, oh, not at the final. It would be in a semi, and I I just feel like then we got to do a full in memoriam section, which I wouldn't hate. I will tell you one of my like I hate to say favorite, but I think one of the things that that keeps me like so I always record the Oscars because I, I can't watch live anymore, um, so I'll watch on a delay so I can fast forward. But um, the in memoriam section I always watch. I'm always in a puddle at the end. I have actually always thought it was sort of odd that they don't really just have somewhat of a standing. In, to me, that's something I would build into my show where we pay tribute to the people who pass and some of the, I think some of the technical people who, who were involved with Eurovision. Um, maybe this year, maybe this year we'll do that. Maybe this year we'll yeah. just go on and do that. And then it will culminate into the ultimate in memoriam where we pay tribute to the queen with, um, and, and then we, we, we pay tribute and there has to be a song. And right. there has to be a live singer. So it's pre-produced video and then it culminates into an actual live performance um, on the stage. That's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, hold on, let's see. Um, Daniel T would love to see a non-English act represent the UK this year, or at least a mix of Welsh, Scottish, English. Well, again, we said it. Calvin Harris produced Becky Hill. That That's the song. That's, that's what's representing that this year. You know what I'm just thinking? Remember when London hosted the Olympics, they had that amazing um, not interval act. Yeah, interval act where they yeah. had the scene with, um, who was it? Someone Doyle. I feel like the UK can and could give us a production. Like we're, maybe it's not going to be. Oh, yeah, Danny act. Boyle. Yeah, director Danny, Danny Boyle. I think we of, could of get a production. Yeah, of when the UK gets given the spotlight, they really use it. And I love it. So I think we are, again, we keep coming back to how we think the UK is going to do a great job at hosting. BBC know what they're doing. Absolutely. They know that all eyes are on them and they're going to deliver. Um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think we could even get some sort of production like that. You know, they got budget, people. Yeah, they got the money. The money. And they alone. got the talent. So- yeah, and the talent. That, that is, they have, there is going to be a impossible pairing of, on one hand, it's an impossible task because we're talking about it's this is this is Ukraine's show right, hosted right. by the BBC. So there's there's going to be the impossible, you know, sort of link of that. So that's on one hand. Again, run me my check, EBU. I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. Look, I mean, but dynamic duets like think, I, it's just and then even with my interval act of the strictly come dancing duets, you have two people dancing partnered on the stage. Boom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, give me money. Um, for you. Uh, but but you have that impossible task there. Then I think you have the impossible task of there just being so much talent on the production side of it from the hosting. I mean, and also even from picking our host city, there are some real viable options here. Liverpool could host, Birmingham could host, Glasgow could host, Manchester could host. Real, real, I mean, this is, this is gonna be hard. And, 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 And I am preparing myself to not crucify them for not doing something because it's just, it's like, when we're thinking about the, someone's gonna get left out. Right. Somebody is going to get left out. There's just a talented group of people. And that's why when we were talking earlier about, I'm looking at resumes because 
it can't just be who's going to be great in a way. It, it can't just be that because there's so many options of people who could just be competent and great <laughs> that then we have to start nitpicking who's been on the payroll longer, who's really paid their dues for a minute. You, you know what I mean? Like who's, who's been yeah, yeah. in the trenches for a long time and, and, and start from there. And this is, that's just one aspect to look at it. Oh, someone said, um, well, oh, Georgios, we could have Rita or Liam Payne. First of all, Liam, after he did that, and I don't like, I don't even know the group One Direction for real. I, I couldn't even name him. I just know, like, seeing the name, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's that guy that was talking about, oh, you know, blah blah blah, like talking all that mess in somebody's podcast. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Oh, and Gonzalo, thank you. You said the thing. Seeing how, um, well, I always say the name, like Lisa. Ah. Our first Eurovision winner and yeah. Raffaella were handled, I don't know about an in memoriam. I agree with you. Like, that's why I was saying, I don't think we're just going to get some Olivia Newton-John in memoriam without reflecting on others, yeah. on others given, you know, um, past. But I, again, I think that Eurovision, the producers should really consider a system where they just where they just build that you get what i'm saying like build this into we have a four-hour show sometimes on a saturday yeah. night you know we could fill that in you know yeah I, sure. yeah i i just i i think um i think we need to think about that but we actually covered a lot we talked yeah. about the host cities we talked about interval acts we talked about hosts Thank y'all so much for joining this Eurovision, our first Eurovision 2023 state of play. <laughs>